Hello and welcome to a special new segment of the Inside China podcast. We're going to have a look at some of the most popular stories being clicked on from around the world and get a sneak peek of what's coming up this weekend. My name is Kevin Kwong. I'm one of the editors on Culture Desk here at South China Morning Post, and with me is Louisa Tam, the head of our People and Society team. Hello, Louisa. Hello, Kevin. How are you, everybody? Welcome. And how was your Lunar New Year break? Have you had enough rest? Fantastic, just wonderful. I spend all my time twenty four seven with my babies. Not the usual babies you have. My little fur babies, Wesley and Silver. A great time, and by the way, we met up Chinese New Year too. We had a good lunch together. So you had a good beginning of year of the rabbit, then. Not bad. Happy, happy, happy New Year! So tell us what people have been clicking on and reading、um, throughout this、um, New Year break. I had a great time, you know.、Um, also because of Chinese New Year, and also it's quite cold during the New Year period. You know, in Hong Kong, around ten degrees Celsius is considered cold, and a lot of people went for dim sum and went for hot pot because it's like a, a gathering kind of like with a group of people kind of meal gathering. And one story went really, really, really well.、It、was the killer octopus? Sounds really scary, right? In fact, this killer octopus is tiny little creature, marine creature, but it's totally toxic. It's venomous. That's why it went viral because you, it could actually end up in your hot pot. And exactly, I was going to ask you how did that end up. You know, on someone's plate. Well, this story went really far. I think it's got like half a million views because when you look at it, it's a commonly、uh, it's a common ingredient. You have octopus, you have other kinds of seafood like prawns, shrimps, and fish, right? Octopus is actually quite a common ingredient in our you know Chinese traditional hot pot. And this one is called the blue ring octopus. It's one of the most deadly marine animals because it has the most powerful neutral toxin. Bang, bang, bang! That powerful like a machine gun. It's called tetrodotoxin. It can cause numbness. It can be deadly. Just one mouth, one bite. Somehow it got mixed up. Don't know why. They got it in the wet market. They cook it. It looks very similar to other, you know,、um, not deadly octopuses, but it's got blue ring. But one、mm. is 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 washed up. It's dead. It's not so blue. So it could actually end up in the hot pot in the boiling water. But luckily, did one of the guys at the、uh, this、uh, hot pot dinner said,、mm, "This is really odd looking thing. It's got little like you know circular patterns, circular rings. Why don't you just you know email somebody like a science blogger and check out?" So he sent a picture. Luckily, the picture and the story and and the the message got you know a response、uh, a response very quickly. The science bloggers don't eat it. Send it back or throw it away because it's so toxic. It could cause, it it could be fatal. Just one bite, not one bite, but octopus biting you, but you biting the octopus. It could be that fatal. So, but also be careful. This kind of、um, neurotoxin called tetrodotoxin can be found in other like a very popular Japanese pufferfish sushi. And we we eat fugu, right? Somehow when the fugu is not、uh, treated properly, and it could be deadly because. People think you know you cook、uh, any seafood that could you know get rid of the toxin, but no, it cannot be neutralized. The toxin cannot be neutralized by boiling water, so be careful. So I think you know it is time to think about abstaining from eating seafood or anything you know live creatures. I think seafood is one way to go. You well, can do without it. It's not just some suspicious-looking seafood that people need to look out for.、Um, 
when when go out eating. Uh, what about this? Uh, people finding themselves in hospital after drinking fruit juice. I know it's basically landmines everywhere when it comes to eating. I'm not just saying eating in China, eating anywhere when you're eating outside. And this is a place that uh, <laughs> it's quite scary. You think about it, right? A bunch of people going out, you know, very like innocuous meal together, you know, not eating seafood, no deadly octopuses, but somehow somebody in the restaurant serving the wrong kind of orange juice instead of serving the usual orange juice somebody's uh, served uh, this table of uh, diners floor detergent can you imagine you think hang on i've got floor detergent and i've got uh, uh, laundry detergent how can you mix up easily because in china maybe maybe even in hong kong i think i've seen it before some really uh, fancy supermarkets they sell detergent that looks like juice and this particular one looks like fruit juice, like orange juice. And somehow it got ended up in a, a, a jug or something. And they, this diner, strange enough, they took one sip. Mm, this is really weird. Let me take another sip to make sure that it's not something that's toxic. They took a second sip. I believe it or not. And all seven people, you know, got so sick, they basically have this fruit juice poisoning and up having their stomachs pumped in hospital. Luckily, nobody died, nothing, nothing fatal. But imagine, when you go shopping, I always say do not buy things that look pretty, especially when it's for cleaning, for toilet, for the floor, for anything else, you know, the, your baby animal's bottom or anything. You don't touch it. Not just as fancy things, not for cleaning because it could be mixed up not by you also by kids right kids say oh this is a nice thing it's in the kitchen it's under the uh, the sink drinkable and take it and drink it it could be like you know deadly poison so um the lesson goes like buy detergent that looks like detergent looks like looks like cleaning product nothing else nothing edible exactly i mean i can imagine how this waitress must have felt, um, you know, after this mix-up. I know there's something really quite odd about it. The restaurants say like shook all responsibility and shifted to the, uh, the, 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 the waitress. Say, oh, she was a part-time, and I guess she had really like eyesight problem. No way. No way. It's a, it's a genuine careless mistake. Just, you know, own up to the problem and say, sorry, uh, we never, we never, we compensate or whatever. I think they're trying to avoid that compensation, you know, part of the, uh, the, 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 the incident, the, 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 um, the, the happening. So I guess the one thing is like, got to be careful when you see something or smell something suspicious. Do not say, let me try another sip and see, figure it out. No, send it back and tell them to just make sure that they don't have this kind of detergent that looks like orange juice in the kitchen next to other edible drinks or food. So away from the dinner table, uh, over the uh, Chinese New Year, mm-hmm. Lunar New Year, there was also this piece of news that was quite quite bizarre. This kid, like, taking their parents to court over some licensing money. I love this story. It really gives justice to all kids. I still feel like a child being exploited, being, I, I think, exploited, robbed by parents. What happened was uh, these two kids, uh, I think they're twin brother, sister, and they somehow surrendered the licensing packet money, you know, from given by their mother to their father. And I was like, quite a lot. I mean, it's really quite well of family. Almost like 17,000 yuan, which is about 19,000 Hong Kong dollars. So these slicey packets were given to, or handed over, surrender as it's surrender. I'm sure it's by force. And then surrendered to the father to keep, let me keep them for you, safe keep. And somehow I think he kept the money for a little while until recently he got divorced from the mother. So the child very smart, maybe Maybe being uh, told by the mother, your dad is no longer with me, so make sure you get your money back. So with the backing of the mother said, oh, why don't you get the money back? The father refused a number of times. So eventually the kids took the father to court. And the court, yes, rightfully ruled them. Yes, ruled them the case in their favor. Said all the money has to be returned within 15 days of the court ruling. 
So they got the money back. So this is a really, it's, it's kind of like unwritten traditional, or uh, I don't know, it's a practice by parents around the world, Chinese communities. They say, oh, you, you gave me my money. My dad somehow tried that for years, but I said, no, money. I can handle my money. But for one year, my dad asked me, how much your grandma gave you? I said, 10,000 NT. No, 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 mom, grandma never does thing you how much. I said, five, 50,000 more. So I ended up giving, you know, coming, coming forth to say about, you know, close to 80,000 NT, something like that. My dad said, no, 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 no. You can keep it, but make sure you don't spend it. I guess one way to look at it is parents want to make sure you don't spend on other things, undesirable products like smoking, like cigarettes and alcohol. But I think on the other hand, that this case highlighted the fact that kids also have rights to protect their assets. This is their assets, their property. So I think it's, yes, rightfully so. Yeah, hooray to them. 18... 18,000 or 19,000 Hong Kong dollars is a big amount of money for kids, for anybody. That is a lot. Talk about this red pocket money and, and Lysi. Um, what, what is that? And, and has there been a previous case, court case about, you know, a dispute over Lysi money? Not that I heard, not that I heard of. Uh, by the way, just for those, uh, for the benefit of those who uh, don't understand the Lysi, in Hong Kong we call Lysi, but overseas we got red packet money, Hong Bao. So, yeah, not that I heard of. I, I guess... Had I known about this possibility of getting money back, I think some. my mom took some of the money. My dad never did. My mom took a lot of my money. To me, I think it's a lot. Like I think close to 10,000 Hong Kong dollars over the years. I think had I known about this, I would have brought her to court. But no, not, not that I heard of. Okay. Now, um, talk about traditions and a bit of trivia for you. I think you can't open your Lysi until whichever day that... Haha, <laughs> I tell you what, I always open it right away. But you know what? I will sneak into the toilet, the closest toilet. I go there, oh, my stomach hurts. And I go in and look at the Lysi peak. Yeah, we always do. All kids do. We know the trick. <laughs> but I think it is the 10th day uh, that, you know. Something like that. Who can wait? Come and look at look at Christmas. What, what kid will actually wait until Christmas Day? They will sneak, you know, sneak out of the bedroom in the middle of the night just before actual Christmas Day and open the presents. In Hong Kong, it's a tradition that open on Boxing Day. It's not a day to open it. Open it right away. I don't care. You have a good point, Louisa. So uh, what's coming up this weekend on SME.com, uh, especially your people and society section? Uh, what story should we be looking out for? We're going to have a story about rabbit, looking at why it is uh, it's fashionable to refer to gay men, gay couple as rabbits. Check out smp.com, people and culture. Great. I love your My Hong Kong column and I'll be looking out for it tomorrow. <laughs>